0: Welcome to the Medical Mnemonist Podcast, brought to you by Med School Coach. Each episode, take a journey into the top techniques for medical mnemonics, study skills, board exam tips, and accelerated learning in higher education. Now here's your host, Chase DeMarco. Welcome back to our sixth and final episode on this medical mnemonics mini series, and in this episode we are going to cover memory palaces specifically using these mind palaces for your medical studies this is episode six so if you haven't listened to the previous five episodes please go back and do that first we're going to combine all of the tactics that we used in those episodes into this final study tactic i hope at this point you've been following along with the homework the worksheets for each episode and journaling these successes and the failures and just everything that you've been coming across while doing these activities, because your homework there, actually using the information and putting it into practical application, is so much more important than just listening to the theory of me speaking here. You can study all of your life if you want to study theory and really not come away with a whole lot of benefit from it so do put this to use put all of these to use as soon as you can. So what is a memory palace or a mind palace? It's really just a technique using a location and this can be an actual location that you've been to before or it can be a fictional location. And if you have the ability to do so, pause this recording right now actually and go look through the show notes of this episode because there are links to previous episodes but also to a video i recorded a while back that actually goes through this process with some visual aids that might help a little bit more than just listening to this on audio so you use this physical location or virtual location or creative location and that could be your house a family member's house a library school hospital a video game scenario that you're very familiar with or a TV scenario that you're very familiar with. It could be a place that you go to in your mind when you're meditating. Whatever it is, it just needs to be some location that you can visualize when you close your eyes. And it's important that you pick a place that you're relatively familiar with because the more familiar you are with it, the more accurate the location is going to be. the distance from one thing to the next, or the general layout. Where is the furniture in this room? where are the park benches at a place that you walk to frequently knowing the locations of them and being able to visualize it is going to infinitely help later on when we're actually placing our visual markers there now this technique is extremely powerful for two reasons one of which we already described before the theory behind the quote a picture is worth a thousand words well if a picture is worth a thousand words how many words is a video for an animated scene worth. I would say infinitely more than that, especially when you're connecting multiple pictures together. So our visual memories and our spatial memories are two of the strongest aspects of memory that humans have. And there's a lot of theory about the evolutionary reasons behind that, but it's suffice it to say for us right now that it's very, very powerful. So in the memory palace technique, you're combining these two aspects of memory, the visual and the location-based. I know that if I close my eyes right now, I will be able to visualize in quite detail my bedroom, or my father's house, or a park that I walk my dog at all the time. Sometimes even a local gas station that you frequent, or a restaurant. It really can be any location. So I think the best thing to do right now is we're going to run through just a brief summation of some of the things you can utilize a memory palace for and some of the other techniques we discussed in the past five episodes that you can combine with this technique because they're all tools they're separate tools but they can also be used in synergistic fashions and strengthen the different tools you've been working on all together. so let's run through some of the options here and then give you some homework and I would love to hear back from you about this what made sense what didn't make sense how can I improve On instructing you and do you enjoy this material so if we break a memory palace into its basic components it's really just a few steps so if you understand the few steps then it makes all the rest of it so much easier and the first one is the palace itself which palace is just used generically for the location it's also known as the method of loci or loci so it's the location based memory technique and When we say memory palace or mind palace, we're thinking of this location. It can be a house, it can be a restaurant, some sort of building, it can be external. As we described earlier, it could be a park that you go to frequently or something along those lines. And within this main structure, this main location, you'll have macro stations, which are just categorizing or clumping stations together or sections. So if you're using a house, for example, then the different rooms would be your macro stations. And within macro stations are micro stations. And these are going to be any location that really stands out for some particular reason. So in a room example, it might be the furniture and the fixtures and wall mounts and those types of different distinguishing features within this macro station. With an outside example, maybe it's certain trees that you recognize or a park bench or the water fountain or trash cans or something along those lines so we have the palace the macro station the micro station and then there's just one more main aspect of it and before we add our visual mnemonics anyway and that's the pathway so there are different ways to approach this because memory palaces and a lot of mnemonic techniques are really creative processes and as such they're very personal to ourselves and how we learn and how we've experienced life in the past so A lot of people say to create a path that is something you can easily follow the same way every time as if you're walking the exact same way within a room or a walking path in a park or something along those lines so your pathway through this palace when you're closing your eyes when you're visualizing it you're moving in the palace in your mind and following the same path at least initially can be easier so you don't stroll off into the woods or something along those lines one example is Anthony Mativier, which I've had on the show several times, and you can find one of his episodes in the show notes for this episode. Is he says to start not from the front door if you're using a house as your palace, but from an end location such as a bedroom. That way, you don't get stuck when you're creating your memory palace. So picture it this way, if you were to start off at the front door and as you're going through the different macro stations in your palace and then you hit a dead end, Well, what if you still have material you need to remember? Now you don't have anywhere else to go. But if you start at a dead end point, then you can go through any which way. And if you have more space left over, fine. And if you don't, you can walk outside the door and continue on to a new memory palace. So what do I mean by running out of room? Well, as we described the different sections, the macro stations, and then the micro stations within these macro stations within your palace, These are the locations that we're going to use the previous five episodes techniques on. This is where we're going to place our visual mnemonics. And these visual mnemonics are obviously in this case going to be some sort of study material most likely. And if you have a very dense topic or textbook and you run out of space to store all of the information, you run out of microstations to place your visual mnemonic on, then what are you going to do it can get a little confusing and it's not as coherent of a memory palace as you might want so there are ways around this but let's start off with principle number one we'll say and that is to plan appropriately plan your memory palace beforehand sketch it out do a little drawing even if it's really really bad drawings and just get a general idea of what rooms are located next to which other rooms how big are they in relation to each other where are the large aspects of furniture or other micro stations that you might be able to use there where's the ceiling fan the window the light switch and if you've been following along with the past couple episodes you know that I keep saying to put these in your journal especially if you have a separate memory journal just sketch them out real quick does not need to be artistic and this will be a good reference point later on. And it also kind of helps to test you and see if you actually know the location as well as you thought you did i've definitely run into that before where i started sketching out a floor kind of like a floor plan design and realized oh that's bigger than it should be wait a minute there is actually another room there and i just didn't think about it when i closed my eyes initially so you might have to do the sketch twice and that's perfectly fine too but having this reference point to come back to later on is going to be very helpful Okay, so now we have the basic structure, the foundations, and principle number one being to plan them all. Now let's go through some of the actual techniques. Now if you've been completing your memory journal and the previous assignments for the past couple weeks, then you should already have some material that you could potentially use here. You already have some visuals that you've created, these visual markers that you've associated with concepts or with numbers or some other topic. So now picture that you can place these visual mnemonics, these images, on to different microstations, and you can clump them based on the macrostation. Now, you definitely don't want to do what I did the first time and thinking I could fit all of microbiology in a single house. So I was going to have one room for a gram-positive bacteria, one room for gram-negative bacteria, and so on and so forth. And microbiology, as well as many of the other disciplines in medicine, are a little bit too dense, too complicated. To fit them there, you might just want an entire palace or an entire house for bacteria itself and another one for viruses and another one for fungi. This is why planning it out ahead of time is really helpful. So just chunk the information together that you think you might want to remember later on. And once you've chunked different topics together or a topic in a certain macro station, then the micro stations are the actual location you're going to place the mnemonics. Now this can be the visual markers that we created in the past episodes or the different peg system visuals that we used. still visual markers but specifically for numbers or the mind maps that we discussed you can place a mind map within your memory palace kind of like a painting on the wall or maybe a postcard sitting on a desk it doesn't really matter where it is or what size it is making things super big or super small are perfectly fine when it's in your mind's eye because you can infinitely zoom in and out as long as you practice this a little and it is a creative process and if you've placed an individual marker on an individual microstation well how can we make that a little more dense maybe we can use a pao system we can start linking these linking markers to the anchor marker and now we have infinitely more Different topics, different concepts, different terms that we can remember per station. Now, especially when you're starting off, it's probably not good to be too densely packed with your planning and with your memory palace. It's better to be spaced out because there's always going to be more information later on that you find out, oh, I really want to fit that in there, but there's no room or it's getting too crowded and a lot of my linking markers are mashing together in a way that makes it hard to remember. So... Definitely recommend going more sparse than more dense. Okay, so before we get to the homework assignments, and there's three of them for this episode, remember to plan out properly. Pick some sort of palace, some sort of location. Jot down the different macro stations and try to visualize where the different micro stations are in relation. Think about how you want to add your visual mnemonics to these micro stations. How are they going to be clumped together how are they going to be categorized is it by discipline is it by a system is it by some other manner that's completely arbitrary and unique for you but it's how you remember things any that you can remember is fine there is no right or wrong and the beauty of this technique is not only that it allows you to remember better from spatial learning but remember the visual mnemonics we created before with the story method with these linking and anchor markers with the peg system, with the mind maps, those will help you remember things in isolation. But when you clump them together in a memory palace, then you have a way to notice when something's missing. If I just created eight different story method mnemonics, and I forget one, I'm not going to know which one it is necessarily. But if I go into my room and I say, wait, there's a marker on my nightstand, there's a marker on my bed, there's a marker on the dresser, Oh, wait, there's a closet. What marker goes there? Oh, I can remember it because I know which one came before and after. It really helps allow you to make sure you have all of the information down. And when you forget something, it's much easier to recall than it would be in isolation. It doesn't have any other aspects that it's linked to. And here, the markers are linked to each other in a spatial orientation. So again, if you want a better example of this, do check out the YouTube video that's in the show notes which is titled How to Make Memory Palaces and Medical Mnemonics, and it's hosted on the free MedEd YouTube page. And the beauty of this technique is it can be infinite. You can combine different palaces together and different mind maps together, and eventually you can get into a complex topic, which one of my past guests, Dr. Lev Goldentouch, who is also the author of a book I highly recommend if you're into the more advanced medical mnemonics or... Just mnemonics training in general, which is called The Key to Study Skills. Really interesting book. The topics are very interesting anyway. The format can be a little tricky to follow if you're not already familiar with these topics and understand that English is not his first language. But he also discusses creating memory cities and mind forests, where he's clumping all of these different memory palaces and mind maps together. And his mind maps he pictures as. A tree for each individual one so if he goes through the forest he can now see all of the trees in his forest all of his different mind maps he's created for his memory cities he takes this memory palace and that one and that one puts them together in a fictional community and creates a city out of it so obviously these things are not going to stay in isolation you have to rehearse them you have to practice the techniques and you have to recall these specific creations that you've developed But if you do that you can speed through a lot of material very quickly just by closing your eyes all right so now on to the homework assignments for this last section and please do do these homework assignments do complete them and if you haven't done the past ones i recommend doing that too again the theory is not going to give you the benefit as practice will and the first one is make a list of locations name all of the houses all of the buildings all of the locations you can Visualize in fair distinction when you close your eyes. Your house, family members, friends, different restaurants, different commercial buildings, hospitals, schools, whatever you can picture, write it down on a list. Keep this list somewhere. Keep it in your memory journal. Make an Excel sheet on the computer, whatever works for you. But do have a list for reference later on. Make a practice memory palace. Maybe pick a location that you can't remember as well and a topic you don't care about remembering as well. The reason I say that is because often students freak out about, well, I don't want to waste this palace, or I'm not sure if I'm going to remember this one or need this information later on. And that overanalyzation prevents them from ever getting to the first step of practicing. So make a practice one with arbitrary information, maybe something from a non-academic book that you just read or a magazine article or blog post, maybe for this episode, and then sketch it out in your journal. Whatever building you decided to use, no matter how big or small, recommend going bigger than smaller when you're initially practicing as well, just so you can kind of see how things clump together quickly. Draw it out, and then draw out the main themes that you want to add into this palace. Create some sort of categorization, so that each category of material can fit into one macro station. Then, for each topic, or concept, or whatever you decided to add into this, Make a separate list, a T chart, or some sort of table, and draw out or write in text what visual mnemonic you associate with that word or concept or term. Okay, so now you have a memory palace, a test one that you've written out. You've drawn out a schematic for it. You have a list of terms for the object or the book or article or whatever you are going to place into this memory palace. And you've created a visual marker for each of those topics and concepts. You've also organized them into categories that are going to fit into each macro station. Now it's time to take all of the visual mnemonics from that list you just created and place them into the micro stations within the macro station you chose. I know this sounds really difficult to explain in audio version, but try it out if you understand kind of what's going on here. And do watch the video I mentioned in the show notes if you need a little bit more visual stimulation to understand the concept even if you only place maybe three four five markers into each macro station you can pick three micro stations within that macro station right that's good enough practice get the idea get the feel for it before going on to more stressful material before going on to something that you're really afraid if i set this palace up wrong is it going to affect my medical studies later You don't want that stress when you're just practicing this. So those are the two of the three assignments is creating your list of locations and then creating this first demo palace. And if you have time or you have energy to do so over the next few days, make a couple of practice ones. Get in the rhythm of it as you develop that creative skill. Just like the first time you play an instrument or a sport, you're not going to be the best at it. But as you continue on, you'll develop it slowly and surely over time. Practicing a little bit every day is more important than binging it all in one day a week and then not doing anything the rest of the days. That's for all learning, and that's included here too. And then the third and final one is add this somehow into your spaced repetition. Whether you write this in somehow into your flashcard deck or just make a note or reminder on your phone or computer, make sure to review the palace that you created tomorrow and a few days after that. And a few days after that, you can follow the 11311 method that I've discussed in multiple past episodes as well. This will help you develop a little bit more of a self analysis to see which parts work well with you. Which aspects did you create and they're not working so well? You can kind of figure out how to strengthen your own skill this way. And plus, you need the space repetition if you're going to remember anything anyway. Otherwise, after three to four days, we forget 70 to 90% of what we learned, depending on the topic. Okay, so those are your three assignments. Make the list, create a demo, and then find out a way that's beneficial to you that works with your current study patterns to add in these memory palaces into your space repetition. Of course, later on, you can add more details. You can add more PAO and linking markers and all sorts of more advanced skills, eventually, possibly even getting to the memory city. But we don't necessarily need that for medicine. Just practice this where applicable. Use it sparingly. Use it a lot. Really up to your study patterns. Also, if you want some more instruction on all of the different topics we've discussed in the past six episodes, do consider checking out our book, Read This Before Medical School. We have an entire section of that book that's dedicated to accelerated learning techniques, such as these medical mnemonics. Read This Before Medical School can be found on Amazon or any bookstore. And if you're not ready to take that leap yet, you can download our free PDF essentials guide at freemeded.org slash med So I hope you've enjoyed these past six episodes. It's been interesting to set up this mini series the way I did this time. I think I kind of like it. Might do it some more often. Do get back to me with any feedback though. How did you interpret the information? Was it clear enough? Are you still confused about some of the topics? Do you need more assistance? Do you want me to do more of these narrative episodes? Or should I go back to more interviews? You can always reach out at medicalnemonist at gmail, or of course, join our Facebook group, the Medical Nemanist Mastermind. That's all I have for you this week. I'll see you next week with a new topic. The Medical Nemonist Podcast is powered by Med School Coach. To access Med School Coach services, including USMLE tutoring and residency admissions advising, visit our website at medschoolcoach.com. Good luck as you prepare for your board exams, and we hope you tune in again next time.